0: Welcome to The Swirl Suite, everybody. Fall is here. We are happy about it. If you live on the East Coast, you notice that big change in weather. Um, It's a lot cooler. Winter is approaching, but we are going to enjoy fall while it lasts. So for the next two episodes of The Swirl Suite, we do not have a guest. A lot of the winemakers are knee-deep in harvest Or on distribution tours where they travel with um, their PR team or their distributors to get their wines into restaurants, bars wine shops, that sort of thing. So that's why on my timeline, you're going to see me at a lot of wine events, probably in the next few months. So this is a recap of all the wine things that we've been doing. I recap my visit to LA and we talk about wine tourism. Let us know if you have any thoughts or questions, or even if you have suggestions for a guest and uh, don't forget to like, subscribe and leave us a comment. Cheers.
1: Hi, Leslie.
2: (laughs) Diva, uh, can I get your autograph? Girl, hold on.
0: Let me get this thing. That nice brochure and stuff. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Is that the wine club? Yes. Wow. Oh, (laughs) you fancy? She fancy now. Worth every penny, (laughs) child. Ooh, and look, it got these little
1: fancy-ass people on the <laughs> side.
2: Like, where's me and Serena? <laughs> all that money. But girl, I love my
1: bottles. I got, I did. What can I do again, Leslie? <laughs> you, you got the Sherlin, which was, yeah. the, I, I opened it up. It was good. Oh, I, I got two of the Sherlin in a shot. Uh-huh. But what and level
2: is that again? That's what I was That's thinking. the premiere that's the premiere ah. of that. she got me to read it she was like yes be a master marketer honey
0: oh Let my goodness I love
2: you but I'm excited so I got two bottles of Shirley and uh chatting up the pot and I'm like saving those for the holidays so when, so that
1: that's quarterly it's quarterly <laughs> stop stop Serena Stop. Stop but, 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 but at any time, watch, watch this, watch this, already. here it go. Anytime any you could buy more bottles See? At, at any, at any time, but your next, your next allocation won't be until December. December. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And that, my dear, listen, our dear listeners is the PSA
1: for Reno, <laughs> the Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Much.
2: Listen,
0: every time I buy wine on Leslie's site, it's always eight bottles.
2: <laughs> it's you, always
0: I, six or eight bottles. So,
2: you know. I'm
1: not eased into this, but now I, I, you know, I got the problem. Just but you here. know what? So, what show. I <laughs> intentionally <laughs> I intentionally try to find wines that are not readily available because it doesn't make sense. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense for me to carry black girls magic. Oh, but it doesn't make sense for me to carry that because you can get it at Target, you can Mm -hmm. get it at Walmart, what have you. Right. If we're serious about providing access to winemakers who are not known Right. Mm-hmm. Then we need to carry those those those
0: individuals. Also, yesterday I opened the um the sparkling red from Portugal <gasps> that you had. Mm-hmm. It is so dark. It's so sexy. Okay. I yeah, I can't the, wait to post that one.
2: Oh, please send me which one that is because I'm gonna go ahead and get that because you know I'm I've been in search for sparkling red.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And it and it's 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 tart. Okay. Yeah. It going? yeah.
0: Okay. Guys, the wine that I'm talking about is Quinte do Ferro. It's a Tinto Bruto, so it's a red sparkling wine from Portugal, and it's made with Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. But it is super lush. I will put the link to that wine and the wine club in the description box.
1: It's actually is one of the first ones from our friend Alyssa Wolf.
0: Yeah, I saw her. Yeah, on the back of the bottle, Wolf Imports. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. It's Wolf Imports. It's, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's it's all right. he has that one and it,
1: yeah it's a not it's a non-club wine so glenis you automatically get 15 percent discount because oh, you're a club my. member well that's nice since all the
2: money i'm spending I'm <laughs> <stop>. I'm sorry <laughs> listeners okay i'm just i'm gonna it. text it to you right now
0: Glennis. okay boo, well, that sounds yep.
2: marvelous we always need a sparkling wine for around the holidays a sparkling yeah. red. Yep, absolutely. Hey, let's Do you have any plans for getting the rosé, the Shirley, the rosé? Remember he had the um, Sanjay method of the rosé.
1: So I want to have it. I have to speak with my distributors mm-hmm. to see if they will provide it. The only, okay. you know, being a small supplier... But now, forever. It. Being a small supplier, the big boys get access to things that got they you don't get access to.
0: Got you. That, did you did you get the um, the House of Brown Rose? I finally got it. Okay, got you. So we have it because I, I have a few people who can't find it, so I will send. Oh the yeah, we around. have
1: it. Mm-hmm.
2: Is that the, the Brown Estate or the, the other
0: the, one? house of brown the other label
2: the other label okay
0: okay so guys i just got back from la i saw it was my first flight in three years i didn't realize that i didn't i hadn't flown since 2019 wow yeah so uh first going was fine going was fine um and la is beautiful as usual Um, We landed and it was like 75 degrees. It was gorgeous. So funny story. We stayed at the Biltmore downtown LA. And um, I knew we were close to Skid Row. If you don't know what Skid Row is and you're listening, it's sort of like the homeless. uh, It's like almost like five blocks of just um, tent cities homeless people that's where they live uh-huh. and so we were like maybe three blocks from uh skid row so we landed and went to the hotel like all right we're ready to hit the streets so we landed like 9 15 a.m cali time makes sense yeah so i was like well i'm hungry again so let's get breakfast since we're you know it's morning so i was like oh there's a cute little black owned breakfast spot 22 minute walk no problem I did not preview, I didn't preview where we had to walk or what we had to walk through. So we're starting to walk. It was like, oh, it's gorgeous. I'm taking selfies. And so as we started to walk more and more, we started to see like one homeless person, then two, and then we saw like four, and then a few didn't have clothes on. I was like, I think we are walking through Skid Row. I didn't know, but, but it was too late. It was too late. We were halfway there. So, <laughs> hey, what was, what, was, what was
1: Alan's reaction?
0: Alan was like, um, Did you research where we're going? I said, Well, I know where we're going, I know what the end point is. Yes. Now, did I research our way there? I did not. <laughs> so, that's my bad. Anyway, we ended up walking through Skid Row, which was horrifying. Um, There were tents on both sides of the street. So we had to walk in the street. At one point, there was an ambulance. Someone was getting arrested. I was like, oh, all right. Well, welcome to L.A. Welcome. Um, But once we came out of it, we were in this area called the Flower District, where it's nothing but warehouses of, I guess they provide flowers for the area stores the city whatever so we went we literally went from the rough to a diamond and there was this little it's this tiny spot called um poppy and rose and they served breakfast and you know it was nice little crowd in there they would play black music and yeah it was it was crazy probably one block from skid row complete change the haves and the have-nots it's wild it was wild. But Ellie um, was great. Um, we bounced around to different black businesses, uh, walked around Rodeo Drive, um, walked around the Grove for shopping a little bit. Um, we went to 1010 Wine Bar. So that's the black wine bar in Inglewood. Well, I don't know if it's in Inglewood, but it's near it. So um, I had a ball. I loved it. I had a ball. Um it was happy hour time. There were char boiled oysters on the happy hour Leslie. Um, I tried a bunch of different wines. Did y'all know that Paula Horrell makes bubbles now? Tried that. Bomb.
2: I think I saw that on her um on one of her posts yeah. on her Facebook post, but I haven't yeah. tried it. So what's the great is, is I don't it a mom? It's a, a Blanc de Noir. De Noir.
0: So it's black a, like a rosé. Yeah. So I don't know what grape she uses. I checked the site. I'm not quite sure. But um, I'm assuming it's infidel, but I don't know. I have no right. idea. But it was very good. I I told the waiter, I said, listen, I'm in L.A. <laughs> I'm trying every black wine on here that I have not had before. So just get ready. <laughs> I'm going to keep asking for stuff. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I did try that. There was... um. I tried, uh, E-40s, uh, Rose Prosecco for the first time. It wasn't bad at all. Wow. I was
1: going to ask, cause I, I've heard mixed reviews. So I was yeah. wondering about
0: that. I mean, you tried, um, came into dreams. I did. I was so happy to try their wine. If you don't know, came into dreams, it's owned by a lesbian couple. And one of them is the first female Native American woman, winemaker, mm-hmm. um, yeah it was her uh Syrah Rose was fabulous um nice. yeah, yeah it was it was great. I, yeah, I had a ball, and it was their happy hour time, so it was Wednesday they had live music. yeah, so if you're in l a check out ten ten wine bar. I had a ball. yeah, it was great. um, I have another question before we start talking about wine tours. um Spirit Airlines. Hate it, don't okay. do it. So listen,
2: <laughs> the we, Greyhound trailways of the sky, them along with Frontier and sometimes JetBlue,
0: guys. Just, it's, I, it's pay, we, as you go. pay as you we, go. We exactly. we flew back. We flew back. Spirit, okay. Um, so you know how you got to check in twenty four hours before your flight. So I'm I'm actually outside the wine bar uh, with my phone checking in like. Wait. So I got. Oh, I got to pay for both of our seats. Pay for both of our seats, and then you had to pay for a carry on. Yep. Yep. So it's like okay. Wow. That's that was one hundred and eighty six dollars. Okay. That's how they get you.
1: So they do this thing, and they'll say, "Oh, oh baby we switch. have, we have a we. You can get a seat for forty nine dollars, and then they're like." Oh, you want to actually have the chair to sit in? That's another fifty dollars. And then, oh, wait a second, you want a seat belt? Okay, that's another twenty-five dollars. Right. Before you know it, you're paying four hundred dollars for that seat.
0: Yep and i
2: I was and prepared. The seats, you right? Know, when, yeah, I well, we didn't get on you, the
0: plane yet. We didn't get on, the plane, get on the plane yet. I was so they prepared. to charge
2: you fifty dollars to use a restroom.
0: Yes. I was, uh, I was they have a little swipe
2: outside the thing you know the old-fashioned greyhound trailer you had to put that quarter in that thing. oh that's now, right they, you got you can apple pay with your watch to,
0: to use the the lavatory oh go ahead so listen, oh, we're, so we're, we're <laughs> um i was so prepared for them to mess up i had already picked a hotel that was near the airport so our last stop our last stop in L.A. was Venice Beach, which was gorgeous, by the way. Um, we went to another fabulous restaurant right on the water. Um, I walked through the sand and put my feet in the water, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, I'm waiting for the cancellation. I'm, I'm waiting. We're at Venice Beach. I'm going to just pick. I already have the, the, the hotel picked out. We're going to eat breakfast here. <laughs> I was prepared for them to cancel. I was like, all right, no delay, no cancel. I right, cool. So Venice Beach is very close to LAX. We get to LAX. And I'm surprised we board on time. We're actually a little early. We arrive Mm -hmm. a little early. Um, The plane looks new. We walk in and there was um, a young boy sitting in the very front. I guess their fake ass first class is like four big seats um in the front but <laughs> he was like ma'am um how do i get on the wi-fi no no there is wi-fi like signs all over the plane and she was like oh i'm so sorry there's no wi-fi on this flight <gasps> a four and a half hour fi- flight with no wi-fi oh. That's great great now i had a book so i was fine but i was like dang alan he no no he's is, he is not gonna be okay so i quickly downloaded um renaissance of course i listened to that three times while i read my book and i downloaded the read podcast and that's like two hours so i knew that would take up time so we shared earbuds or whatever but what were what we doing this now this is my first spirit flight ever i was like what are we doing and then of course they come down with the carts everything is for sale water coffee everything you have to pay for um and I packed bags like I, I'm a soccer mom. So I had, we had snacks. We was covered, but I was like, I'm not drinking nothing because I don't want to get up and use the bathroom. I don't want to buy nothing from the shitty airlines. So, and it's then ridiculous. I was like, let me calculate if this even makes sense. And yep. so I did calculate it. It was about the same amount as my my going flight. So, but they just nickel and dime you to equal mm-hmm. that amount. But it was ridiculous. It was not nah. It was far from convenient at all.
2: You can have those airlines. Okay. I, I just have to pay the extra money. I need to know what I'm getting because I get on I mean, and I would have an attitude. Then I probably be barred on the no fly <laughs> list. So just have all those problems. I know what I get with Southwest. At least I get two free bags, and I know what seat I'm gonna get. I yeah. pay hey, my little extra to get that seat up front because I know I want my extra leg. You no, know, hey, mm-hmm. I already know. But at least they give you free,
1: um what you call it, stuff. You do get the free bags. Yeah, you get the free. And b- refreshment. Yes. And you know, the other thing which I will do with Southwest, I'll just pay like with the $25 or $35. Go ahead and automatically check me in. So then right. I don't have to worry about And I know I'm always going to get an a um, ticket. I, I
2: get to the air. I, I used to do that. But now I just get to the airport extra early and just upgrade. Because what happens is yeah, yeah. through 15 is already just blocked for people who are mm-hmm. upgrading and their business select. Cause I what they used that. to get mm-hmm. again, what they used to get me on was I would do the automatic check-in and then get to airport and upgrade even further because I knew exactly what seat I want. I was like back then. That's when it used to be like 15 and then another 30. Now they done changed it to like 25 and 40. I was like as well, wait and do that great when I get to the airport. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, no. And Frontier is notorious, notorious for delaying flights. I mean, not an hour, not two hours. My good girlfriend got delayed when we were coming back from Mexico. <laughs> Excuse me. That flight was delayed almost eight hours and Southwest had a flight leaving and she, we were all there on time. I said, you Hey, you could go ahead and get a flight on Southwest from Cancun to BWA for $176. She said, I'm gonna do it. You know, Frontier wouldn't release her bags because they were already checked in and Are had you her kidding? over, yep, had her over a barrel, literally. Her she could see the bag sitting. Our gates were next to each oh. other. Her mm-hmm. bag was sitting there, and they wouldn't even talk to her. Cause they said, Well, if you don't board this flight. Her bags would have been left in Mexico. It wasn't like they would have been left, you know, somewhere. to oh. could have called. Oh nope, they held. She literally she got to the airport before Seon and I did. She was still in line through security when we arrived an hour and a half later because how bad of the ticket counter check it was, and then didn't get home to eleven or twelve o'clock midnight.
0: And we landed like 7.30. No. I wonder, what's his name? You know, Pete Buttigieg? Mm -hmm. Uh, All of those
1: uh, customer bill of rights or what have you, I wonder if that will cut down on some of these actions because, you know, they changed um, the time, they shortened the time period in which. If your flight is delayed, that you would get paid for, you know, hotel or what have you. I'm okay. wondering if this is going to change.
2: Well, you know what? The
1: airlines
2: have made so much money since 9 11 mm-hmm. with all the fees and all, everything they charge. I mean, it started with 9 11. We knew we had to need some security and the U.S. government made some money because all these little taxes that they've added on. And now they added on all these extra, you know, you got all these bags fees where, when gas, oh, the bag fees, remember bags, you didn't have to pay for them. They all sudden we got to charge you for bags because we, we don't have no money now because gas costs so much. Gas went down. Y'all bleeding everybody dry after 9-11. Now they have so much money. That's why they buying all these other things. Ooh, y'all are crazy. Anybody mess with y'all. It's a, it's a money grab. It's yes. a money grab. It is. It's money grabbers. And until the government literally cracks down on them,
1: it's going to stay a money grab. I agree.
2: I, I ain't messing with them. Well, well you I, I know, free stuff.
1: You know, um, I don't know if you guys are watching that series on Hulu called Legacy <laughs> about the Lakers, the history of uh-huh. the legacy. Girl, it is so good. Um, and I love sports documentary. And Me it goes too. All the way back to when Magic started. And it's about the whole, it's about Dr. Buss and his whole family. And so they, they start from Magic all the way up to LeBron. So they haven't finished yet because they're still in the Kobe years where Kobe gave everybody a little anxiety. I wish Kobe yeah. was here so he could talk about it. But when they were at the Forum and they moved to the Staples Center. One of the things, which is funny that you said this, Sarita, that they talked about a lot was nobody went downtown LA, because the Forum isn't in downtown LA and downtown LA was not safe to go to, like they had what you had. So people were, they were really concerned would the fans follow them to the Staples Center. <clears throat> um. Because of like the homelessness and the crime or what have you, so it sounds like like they just snowplowed the
0: homeless people to one section of downtown LA. So Mm -hmm. every place sounds yeah, guys. It was so bad that when the Uber picked us up from the restaurant in the Flower District, he was like, "Where? where, Why y'all over here?" (laughs) He was a Hispanic guy. He was very nice. He was like, "What y'all doing over here?" I was like, "Well, we." We actually stay in downtown, which is not far. And then we sort of stumble into Skid Row to go to this restaurant. He was like, yeah, nah, this goes for a lot longer than you think. You know, it's in several directions. So just be wow. careful. Don't don't walk through here. I said, noted, noted. Yeah.
2: Unbelievable. And, you know, when you know, the sad piece is when people think of L.A., they think of all the glitz and glamour and all the multi-millionaires and all the money, Beverly Hills type. This doesn't, very seldom hits Main Street news until something very big happens. Okay, exactly. Some big person or not, you know, and it's just sad. It is sad. It's yeah. sad.
0: I mean, we literally went from um, Skid Road to The Grove, which is pretty much Beverly Hills. And it was night and day. He was like, Oh, where y'all going? Y'all going to the grove? Y'all going shopping? Okay. Yeah. That's a lot nicer. Wow. And it was wow. crazy. It wow. Was really wow. Crazy. <laughs> yikes. 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 Yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed LA. I get it. I get why a lot of East Coast folks, um, I wrote this in my my little newsletter. I get why people are moving there. It's, it's a light and airy feeling when you, when you're there, the sun is always shining. Things are so bright. I mean, other than Skiro, of course, but, um, I get it. I I get it. Um, but I could yeah, not live yeah. there.
2: Me Everything
0: is far. Everything is a 30 minute drive plus all the traffic. I'm good. I can't, I can't even deal with that. And it seems so artificial to me, you know. I, like, you know what? I wasn't there long enough to get that, but I heard people that felt that way. I get it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's the, uh, yeah, it's uh,
1: the traffic. I'm
2: yeah, it, unless you unless you humping it up Crenshaw and hanging on that side of town, that rest of it just seems so artificial to me. I was like,
0: mm. yeah. I'm and good. we did a little. We did a little insecure tour, so we spent a lot of time in Inglewood and. Um, ate at, at all black restaurants and it was it was nice there was a warm feeling with the blackness there I have to admit but um, outside of that nah I'm good. <laughs> I'm good no shade to LA I love y'all and your city is beautiful almost everywhere in LA has a view you walk a few blocks up a hill and you see a gorgeous view it's beautiful I get it nice yeah um so um we're talking about wine tourism today and uh tanisha was supposed to be here but she fell asleep i'm gonna call her out um she just did a panel she um yeah she was on a panel in italy talking about wine tourism and there were like five or six people on this panel that um she was leading from spain italy france and um, they had different interpretations of what they had to do with wine tourism now. People's needs are different post-COVID. And um, they talked a lot about what technology they have to use. Like people don't want to have to wait to book a wine tour. And then they even talked about the different generations that are on wine tours now where they Mm. don't like to be led on tours. They don't like appointments. They like self-guided tours where you just take them where they need to be. They show up, walk around, drink the wine, blah, blah, blah. Um, They also mentioned everybody wanted to be outside. Um, So I wanted to know from Leslie, what are the differences between your tours now versus say three years ago?
1: I would say one of the biggest differences is many of the vineyards would include a tour of the vineyard. There's only a few now that have gone back to that. And, um, you know, some say it's staffing, which I I understand, like we are having staffing issues too. But I also think it was um, people are just like, I don't wanna do that. So they're, you know, and they're saying, oh, it's, you know, it's COVID, they can't be behind the scenes, whatever. Um, They're saying that now, or they're charging a lot more for that behind the scenes tour. Like again, I'll, you know, Black Ankle does it without an additional charge. Um, Bordy has a scheduled time period, but there are other vineyards that in addition to the tasting fee, if they, if you want to see the processing area or you want to go into the vineyard and you want a guided tour, some places charge you $48 a person. And this is Maryland. Wow. Wow. On the East coast. (laughs)
2: I guess you know what I, 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 I as a non-business type person, I, I think I agree with that because as a wine professional, that don't change too much after you've seen a processing facility and you've seen the vineyard and you know we go on these wine okay. conferences, wine, blog, whatever. And I'm like, okay, they saying the same thing. I don't heard this feel. And for me, that new era, let me walk through, give me my glass of wine and my tasting. Let me just walk around the grounds, wherever it is, inside the facility, or even just sit outside on the ground and just taste the wine. I'm okay with, because I I don't need to know another speech of how you batched and you did, you know, you pressed the grapes, done it, seen it. So,
1: but you, I mean, but you are the, you're the rare, rare breed. Right. Like, I mean, oh, that's what, that's what I say. Yeah. Why professionals? How many but times if you, you do? if you're going, like if you just go you and some girlfriends or what have you, and you've never been to a vineyard or you want to see like the nuances from a vineyard right. in Virginia versus Maryland or what have you, you want to, you want to see that or, or at the very least you want to hear about what you're drinking And I have seen people um, just pour, you know, I hate those little, those, those stoppers, like pour Mm -hmm. one ounce and barely say anything. You know, you could just go to a wine bar. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's not what, no, that's not the piece that I was saying. Oh, no, but behind the scenes, like that's the other extreme too. Right. Where people are saying, well, we can't. We can't provide that service anymore because of COVID. And I'm like, come on now. But
0: come on. you, yeah, you have Come on. Decided. This is basic customer service at this point. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's so, good. But
1: I, I understand, like, you can't go in the processing room. Okay, that's fine. But you could at least give some more information. And people, when they are going on a wine tour... They want to hear at least about what's in their bottle instead of just reading off the sheet or, or, or what exactly. have you. That's, that's what, you know, that's what they're looking for. Um, and then, you know, some people are just like, Oh, I'm just going to grab a, a bottle or a glass of what have you. But that's the biggest thing that I see. Um, the other thing is prices. I remember when um, we had Regina on, And we were giving Regina a hard time about how much her tastings are. And I guess the rest of the state was like, well, we're going to do that, too. Because (laughs) I remember, and Sarita, you might remember this, too. Prior to COVID, you could go to Ligonier Wine Cellars and get 16 tastings, 16 tastings, and pay... Eight dollars, maybe. Now, when you go to Ligonor Wine Cellars and um, what's her name? Has like, you know, kind of done a whole evolution of Ligonor. I think you get eight and you pay 15 or 20 dollars now. So that is one big thing that I have seen that there is a, a financial there's a financial value that um, the local wineries are putting on their wine experience.
0: And you know what's funny? I don't want to give it away too much, but um, when I worked at Black Ankle, they said that they don't even make much money from tastings. That's oh, not really? where money. Yeah, that's not where wineries make their money. So the fact that they're starting to upcharge the tastings means that there is definitely a financial hit that, you know, they've, everybody's experienced because of COVID.
1: Right. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, right. I'm sorry, Glynis. If you think about it, if somebody is charging you $20 a person, $15 a person, you might be pouring five or six wines, maybe an ounce and a half, maybe two. You can get 12 tastings out of one bottle. Come on
2: now. Do them all. Do them all. Right.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So Leslie, I have a question. How do you curate your tours? Because one person on um, Tanisha's panel was saying that um, landscaping was a big deal for certain parts of the the world, depending on where you are, and you need to figure out how to market that and highlight that at your, you know, at your wineries. Do you, um, do you curate your wineries based on landscape or just sort of like the wine or the the customer?
1: Base it on the customer. Okay, let me take that back. I base it on the customer and the proximity. So... My philosophy has always been you will only enjoy your tour as long as your butt will sit in the seat. Meaning, if you live in Baltimore, Maryland, and you want to go to Chestertown on the Eastern Shore, that's a good hour and a half drive. You're only going to enjoy the tour for so so much time. So when we are trying to select vineyards for people, we look at what's around, and then we always ask people, well, what type of wine do you like? Because if we take, I'm going to use Black Ankle because they're easy. If someone says, I enjoy sweet wine only, and I take them to Black Ankle, they're not going to enjoy that experience because it's just going to shock their palate too much. hmm So I, we, we profile people when we make the selection
0: of vineyards. No, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, is old Westminster still on your tours? It is not because they don't take officially groups. So we don't,
1: mm -hmm. they, that's another change. Yeah. Once they moved into the new tasting room, they stopped accepting limos, um, tour groups. I mean there are groups that go there but they just don't show up in a single vineyard.
0: I mean a vehicle. Yeah. So okay. because I yeah when I went to a birthday party um in July it was seven women. I mean, mm-hmm. well, I mean we all showed up at different times or whatever. And she made a reservation. She was able to make a reservation under yeah, yeah a mm-hmm. covering because it rained that day. But yeah we had a ball because you can stay there all day. They got pizza ovens. They make Mm coffee, desserts, and donuts and stuff. So you can literally stay there all day. Nice.
1: Oh yeah, that is. I mean, that is nice. And I think that's that's the. I think wherever you go, that is the charm of vineyards because it's an escape from where you are. I mean, I, I, you know, I rent Maryland because that's what we do. But many people do not realize outside of the Washington area, outside of Baltimore. How rural Maryland is in the agriculture, we were up at Fiore, which is right below the Mason-Dixon line. Like it literally, you see the sign and it's nothing out there. (laughs) It is absolutely nothing out there. And people don't realize that they just, you know, they just think of Virginia. What's a few
0: new wineries that we need to know about? Um, So,
1: you know, in Pretty Girl County,
0: There is, for those who are listening,
1: that is Prince George's County. Um, There's a new vineyard, Two Lions, in that Brandywine area. I have to say, like, if you want to get a whole lot of vineyards in one day, go to Brandywine, because you can hit four of them in a day. They're so close together. They're like Virginia vineyards. But Two Lions is the newest vineyard down there, and they have really great wine. They have... This Barbera that is ah amazing, mm. and you know if you're looking for that aesthetic, because a lot of people don't go to local wineries and they they use California as their measuring stick, it will give you that type of aesthetic also. Um, and then there's Winridge in Montgomery County that has a beautiful aesthetic there. But definitely make a reservation and be very specific with them that you want a guided tasting reservation and not just at the tasting bar. Um, And then further up is 61 Vineyard, which is the cutest little mom and pop shop in Damascus, which I think is so funny because, you know, they used to be so dry now that they have wine there. And they, Chardonnel, Chardonnel is a grape that is popping up in Maryland and they do a Chardonnay and they also use it as a sparkling, which are some of the the newer vineyards that are in Maryland that people will enjoy.
0: Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So we are going to close the show talking about what kind of wine tourists we are. So individually there are a lot of articles about wine tourism and like who you are on this scale. Right. So the first one they talk about is sort of like the accommodations wine tourists, like just think Disney world. You can do a little bit of everything, hotel, museum, restaurants, activity, and wine all in one. That's the first one. Wine education. Are you a wine nerd the entire way through? Event based. Do you need to be around a lot of people, probably loud music, a lot of food options, um, a big festival? Do you need that? Do you really care about gastronomy? Does food have to be involved in everything you do as a wine tourist? Or are you just like a casual wine tourist where you can do whatever? Which one are y'all?
2: You always ask these loaded questions because I think some of those are a combination for me. That makes sense. Um, Except for the festival. I could do without the festival because after a while, this is my experience, you know, folks who want to be at a festival, they're not really there to get the wine education about that particular winery and the wines that they're served. They taste it and it's just, they're moving from table to table, just getting drunk at this point. Unlike, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, let me get to the wine to table, taste, talk to the winemaker, or whoever the distributor, who, who's ever behind the table. So I guess for me would be a combination of the tourism because I like going to wine locales. Because after I've tasted and enjoyed my day there with whatever food that they have to offer, I want to see the city and what how the city plays into what they do. So I don't know if that was A, B, C, or D on there, but that's
0: the type of white person I am. Gotcha. Leslie, what about you? I really like to know about you since you sort of organized wine tours.
2: Unlike me, um listeners, she don't care. <laughs> Based on what she yeah. just said. So this question should have just with the list.
0: <laughs> no, Leslie and Glennis have traveled <laughs> together before a lot. So Glinnis would know. <laughs> I'm picking I always pick the Okay. Go
1: ahead, Leslie. I'm sorry. I have done wine tastings outside of this area with Glennis, so that that's pretty much on the mark. I would say I like I like the experience. I want to hear from the staff. I part of the reason why I like wine and I think you guys like wine aside from just tasting it is the history and the story behind it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to hear those things. I want you to geek out as much as possible and tell me about like why this vintage is so different from that other vintage. And if you can add a little food to it or, you know, definitely I'm going to pack my own lunch <laughs> there and sit and, and sit out and have, enjoy like a bottle or uh, different bottles of wine <laughs> to try with it a couple. Um, that is, that is my experience. I, you, you know, you can have the festivals because I agree with Clintus, unless it's like a super high-end festival and you get, you get the VIP pass. And again, you can sit with the people, then I'll do that festival, but I'm not, I'm not standing
0: out in some dirt field, getting a little half ounce pour there. Or in a plastic cup. If you don't know, I am a Libra, so I need a bite of everything. I It's hard for me to choose, but all I know is there better be food at the end of this line. Okay, you can show me all the things. Okay, you can take me to your museums and your vineyards. I'm gonna do all of that with a smile on my face, but there better be food at the end. Okay, one thing about press trips. And like, when you, (laughs) when you travel for wine for for work, they a lot sometimes they don't feed you until a certain part of the day, they will starve you. Until a certain part of the day, and like, where, why, what are we supposed to do for food until um, 3 p.m.? 3 p. Hello, what are we doing?
2: While <laughs> you're tasting all this wine, getting in, you're not okay. supposed to get tipsy, but you have to have something on your stomach. To you it.
1: And I remember we were, we were someplace that shall remain nameless, and <laughs> I had decided I was going to do intermittent fasting. So we were talking about, well, where are we going to go? Oh, girl. To- And I was like, oh, I'm not going to have breakfast, (laughs) have you? And Serena, (laughs) Serena was like, girl, you better order some bacon the eggs or something here at this diner. And thank God we did, because we did not eat until like five o'clock that day or what have you. And I think, oh, and this was during COVID, right? Yes. (laughs) They put out some cheeses. And and people were leaning oh. over the cheeses, and as hungry as I was, I had to walk away. I could not, I could not,
0: <laughs> could not do it. Uh, All the three of us over together.
1: The, mm-hmm. leaning over the cheeses, picking it up. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not too sure.
2: I didn't see somebody put it back down. You know what? Mm-hmm. I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> but but I what I do know on a good day without COVID, I still don't eat people' food with folks doing <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. So yes. you add COVID to the mix. You know yes. what we end up doing, Leslie. Yes, we did. We end up going inside that little store. Right. And yes. we bought
1: our own yeah. That was mm-hmm. Yep. We sure yes. did. <laughs> yep. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yes. yes. Uh huh. Yes. yes. Yes, we did. Yes. <laughs> and but, you know what? One thing people should know um, in California, they have more options. And I think also as in what food options at at the vineyards.
0: Oh, okay. Like, I see yeah. what you're
1: saying. Because especially on the East Coast, many of those vineyards, including like New York and what have you, they're zoned as agriculture, so they don't have kitchens. Right. And so you you go in there thinking like you go into a wine bar and you can just order something off the menu. There is no food there. Usually it's those little packs of cheeses and um, salami together. And that's all you have. And maybe you get some nuts. You remember we were passing a
2: thing of pretzels around on that. Yes, we were. It was so sad. The
1: pretzels were the best. (laughs) Oh my God.
0: (laughs) 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 I am a listen, I am an early riser. If there is breakfast involved, Sarita is going to be there. Okay. I'm I'm going to be there. So whatever diner or situation, you got pastries and coffee, Sarita going to be there.
1: Exactly.
0: I don't I don't understand how people don't. Well, you know what? Some people, you know, don't need to eat in the morning. They don't eat breakfast. That's not me. That's not me. And and also, if there's no food, tell me. Tell me so I can figure out my situation so you can be prepared. Thank you. Because you're gonna get an angry woman. I'm not gonna be able to participate in nothing if I don't eat. So
1: yeah. So people should do their research before they start absolutely heading yeah. out.
0: But also, I am the type of wine tourist. If I'm organizing something like a girl's trip or even like me and Alan, it's around food. So it, you know, of course the wine is gonna be included, um, but it's going to be around food. So I guess. I'm into more gastronomy more than anything this the gas the, the food the wine and then everything else mm, that's the way that's a nice way yeah yeah. yeah yep so that is all my questions today guys any news you want to share with the listeners anything going on Leslie I saw a post of yours so tell us about that
1: so it depends on where we air uh, there is this collective, Thursday. Third, oh, okay. There's a collective, um, it's called Inner Grace and they're down at the Navy Yard. And it's a boutique, but also it's uh, a networking where women can get together and, um, you know, network professional professionals. And, you know, that's kind of gone to the wayside so we're doing a wine tasting there Thursday, as well as a networking thing. So if you if you want to come out, it's um, check out our Facebook page or our Instagram page, and we're there from six
2: to eight. Oh, nice, and that's in the Navy Yard.
1: Is it the Navy oh, Yard? Yeah. It's right down the street from Chats. So it's oh, nice! Is, it is literally across the street. In the same block as Jax. That's awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Well, next week is my birthday and my ten year anniversary. Oh yes! yes. Hey, so what are you what are you doing? Well, I mean, yes. L. A. was kind of our anniversary trip, um, but oh, we are going. Um, we're going back to the restaurant where our wedding reception was. It's a Dupont Circle restaurant, so we're gonna have dinner there. Nice. Yeah, but I'm off all next week, so there will be no show next week. Yeah. So yeah, fall. Lots to celebrate. That's I'm so nice. Happy that the weather has changed. I'm so happy that fall is here. You have no idea. My roots. Fall. My roots think fall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, fall is a beautiful season.
1: Mm. It, it it definitely is. And then Glennis. Yes, ma'am homecoming
0: is back on the yard this year isn't it oh my yes it is yes it is if you we, going glenis
2: to some events i'm not I, I probably won't go up on the yard um but we had like a pre-homecoming event up in new york last week
1: oh how last was week that week, yeah how the, was that
2: it was off the chain you know I, i'm just so proud of whomever the marketing genius is and that did the collab with Nike because in Times Square, I don't know if you saw my post, in Times Square there were signs lit up, Go Bison, Howard University, Nike, HBCU Classic, Pope in big lights in Times Square. Um, and that was just the beginning. So we were there. Some folks got up there on Thursday and the game Culminated with the game on Saturday at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, so you know I definitely had to go up. But the tailgate, it was like it was—it was literally like a big homecoming. And what was the most interesting piece that some folks didn't realize? We played Morehouse and we spanked that. You know what? We handed them a goose at thirty-one to zero. Um, yeah, go Bison. Uh, but what was interesting, so folks didn't realize that people in that area that went to HBCUs used that classic to tailgate. So you could see a, a tailgating tent for Morgan, tailgating tent from FAM. I love it. Fam, Spelman, Morehouse. Of course, it was Howard all over the place and all these different vendors giving the black owned um cosmetic company tlb or t the the lipstick lab yeah tlb they were giving away full product samples to people who at which was this marketing to me again a marketing genius because some people had never used them and here they got free samples and now they are um forever customers so that was a fun time so yeah it was really a lot of fun so that was pre-homecoming so back. I can't. Im-
0: I can't imagine the energy there. I, it must have been it's really, really nice.
2: It was yeah. off the chain. It was off the chain. You know, um, it's like Hampton. I mean, so anybody who went to HBCU in the deep south who lived it, who lived in the north, used that as a way to, you know, get that same feeling like when they were back on their yards, because you don't get that in the New York, New Jersey. The closest HBCU. It's Lincoln. And they're up in Pennsylvania.
0: Pennsylvania. Wow. Oh, I didn't even realize that.
2: Yeah. So if people went to HBCUs in the deep south, you're talking Tuskegee, Morgan, Smith, all those, you know, Benedict, Benedict. They they use this as a big part, a big homecoming for for themselves, you know, that they might not get back to. Um on a yearly basis. And with COVID, you know, we're coming out of the, well, let me say, it, it's trending downward on cases. Um, people were like, oh, I'm out. Let's go out. The grills were fired up everywhere. So it was a great time. It was a really great time. So, to answer your question, I, I probably won't go up on the yard Saturday because I'm going out Thursday, probably Friday. Need to relax because Sunday is the big brunch. And that's always the turn up. So old people can't do all of it like
0: they used to. Oh, are, you, are you going to a private brunch or is it at a restaurant? It's
2: at a restaurant. Um, this brunch is, here, is uh, it's Urban Excellence is the um, young ladies who um, put on this brunch every year, house music. I mean, And it's at a new spot that I had. I mean, literally, this spot is brand new. From what I understand, and uh, let me—I'm trying to pull it up right now as I speak. So, because you might know the name of it, Um, okay. Hopefully, it'll come up very quickly. Uh, Come on, why isn't it on their page? I'm already following the group, and it'll come to me. But oh, here it is. Yeah, it's at. Have you heard of Throw Social? Yeah, Um, in Ivy City. Yes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's where the brunch is. is okay, that got filter. you.
2: You
1: know, you know what they do there. So, so okay, so on the bottom level mm-hmm. is axe throwing. Mm-hmm. And then on the top level, they have- Cabanas and stuff? They have the cabanas, but they also have the football and um, bowling pins. So oh, okay. You throw the um the football
2: to knock down the bowling pins there. Bowling pin, well, yeah. So that's I I don't know if they're gonna have all that set up because I know she has the whole rooftop, and um you know she was selling different. I know about the Cabanas because they only have fourteen of them and they sold out
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: very quickly and tables and that kind of thing. But so I'm excited that that brunch is from eleven. To 8 p.m. And that's the, yeah, it's the come It's the come up. Bobblings mimosas the whole time. That's the ticket I bought. But so I'm excited. So, yeah. I'm coming back. We'll see how many people come back.
0: Well, that is our show. Thank Woo-hoo. you all for listening. Thank you guys. Bye. Good luck to all of the wineries who are harvesting right now. That is our show, everyone. I'm actually going to take back the statement I said about no show next week. There will be a show next week. Tanisha and I recorded separately um, when she was awake. And um, we go over her global tourism panel that she moderated. And we talk a lot about what wine tourism is like in Europe versus the U.S. Stay tuned. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Thanks for joining this world, Suite. We hope you enjoyed this episode Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, leave us five stars, and leave us a comment. We love ratings. Also, be sure to follow all of us on social media. Myself at Vine Me Up. Glenn at Vino Noir. Girl Meets Glass is Tanisha. Vino 301 is Leslie. And you can follow the Swirl Suite podcast account at Swirl Suite. The Swirl Suite is now a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Vime Up Media.